When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for another episode of our mini-series, Let's Talk About. This week, we're focusing on Newcastle United's captain, Jamal Lascelles. I'm Andrew Musgrove, and as usual, joined by John Gibson. And I've introduced Jamal Lascelles there as Newcastle United's captain, John. And that is the burning question for many Newcastle United fans. Will Jamal Lascelles be the Newcastle United captain in the new season? Of course it is, and my simple answer to it is in the accepted sense of the Newcastle United captain, no he can't be, because if you're not a regular in this side, it's very difficult to make a captain, because it means, you know, if you make Lascelles captain in the strict sense of the word, what do you do if he's not in the team for the first four games of the season? Um, I think one of the answers, because, you know, uh, Eddie Howe doesn't like to rain on people's parades if he might have to call on them. He's very clever at man management. One way around the problem is to make Jamal, Jamal Lascelles club captain and make a team captain. And that is not unheard of in football, where an elder statesman, if you like, is given the authority as club captain Monday to Friday, representing the club at dues, leaving him with an influence in the dressing room. But it's a nonsense for him to be captain of Newcastle next season if you're not a first-team regular. And he will not be a first-team regular. So the, in the strict sense, he can't be captain. Mm. We've seen that this season when he hasn't played that regularly that he has still led off the pitch. I spoke to him at a Newcastle United Foundation event and he was asked about you know how he's how he's dealt with it and he came out with something along the lines of it's not about me, it's about the club and you know, I just want to see the club win. Of course he's gonna politically say that. correct, isn't it? But, you know, a lot of players in his position would maybe kick up a little bit of a fuss behind the scenes. Where I think LaSalle has actually been very professional. I do think he's got the club's best interests at heart. And if this is indeed his his final, you know, few months as captain, he's been a great servant for the club. And and, and it, let's say he does move on in the summer. We, you know, we, we don't know for sure that that is going to happen. He has been linked to Nottingham Forest. I think to go out in this manner where he's been nothing but professional, he's he's finished the season strongly as well with a couple of appearances. It, it, it may be the perfect time to to to, to say goodbye. Yeah, it, it's up to him to decide what is going to happen with his career. Eddie Howe will decide what's going to happen with the team. Jamal Lascelles will decide what's going to happen with Jamal Lascelles. Now, there's one of two things open to him. He either takes to his toes and says, I'm at the stage of my career where I want to play regularly. If a good offer comes in for me from a good club, that's my next step because I realise here I'm not going to be what I've been for the last seven, six years. Uh, Or he says... This is a huge club. It's lifting off. I want to be part of it, even if I'm not top of the tree like I have been, and stay around out of loyalty and do it that way. That's up to him. But what is not up to him is what happens with the team, and that'll be decided by Eddie Howe. Mm, I think that's the key point. It is up to him. Now, 
we know Newcastle want to bring in another centre back this summer. Yep. We know Eddie Howe likes Fabian Cher. Dan Burns come in and has been for me a massive, massive surprise. He's been he's been better than anyone I think expected. You then say them two plus the new the new signing, whether that be Botman, whoever. Um and just just a, a note of caution, we are recording this a week before we actually put this live. So if Botman and the deal happens or the Botman the deal goes cold, you know, don't write in. But we think, you know, there potentially will be three people ahead of Lascelles in that. We don't think we'll virtually we, well, we know. know because the will sign is sent a hard before September the 1st. But Kieran Clark is nailed on to leave. I would think, in my opinion, Federico Fernandez is probably going to go out the door. Newcastle are going to need a fourth decent quality centre-back. And for me, Jamal Lascelles fits that. And I think it, I don't think he'll be pushed out. But all of a sudden, you've gone, he's gone the way and been the captain and the first on the team sheet that sent a half to being fourth. No, but that's and the point, and that it? is the reality of the situation. Whether he likes it or not, the reality is that Byrne will start on the side. The new centre-half, whoever he is, will start alongside him. Shaw will be the number three, because Shaw was in the side alongside Byrne when Lascelles was available. And then Lascelles will be number four. Now, it's it, it's we need four, as you say. It's whether he accepts being number four and says, well, I can get in through injuries, I can do this, I can do that. Or whether he says, no, it's time I hitched my wagon somewhere else. You do need four. Um, but if he goes... If he decides to go and Newcastle cash in on him, like they, they, they will want to cash in financially on someone this summer um, because of the fair play. Mm. It, it gives him an extra clout financially as well as freeing up a peg. And you could argue that if he went, the fourth centre-half would be either Kraft or Dummett who can cover into those positions. Dummett on the left, Kraft on the right of the three centre-halves or the two centre-halves. So there is cover there. But yes, his pecking order, as things stand today, is number four when the new man comes in. But do you, do you think if he does leave, it'll be more he's pushed to go rather than the club have pushed yes, him I do. to go? Yes, I do. I don't think the club will push to go. And to a certain extent, when they're not desperate for money, why should they? If he wants to be loyal... Eddie Howe has talked about how he's terrific around the dressing room, uh, how he's handled losing his first team place. And Eddie Howe is big on the camaraderie, the, and, and that's why Nick Pope's coming into this, another good guy with a big heart who's a team player. And um, he will be happy for Lascelles to be the fourth centre-half on paper uh, and keep him, because he will not be down in the mouth. He'll not have a pet lip on about it if he decides to stay. He'll be quite happy for him to do that because he needs a fourth and he fit. He would fit in as a fourth and be a good fourth. So I think that Eddie Howe will be more than happy for Lascelles to stay, but he's not going to be a first-team regular. He's got to accept that. But I think he would be equally happy if the occasion demands it to bail him out. Hmm. And I mean, you know, he's settled up here, family, kids, what have you. Um, but Nottingham Forest is the big link. You know, he was born in Derby. He was came through the, the ranks there at Forest. Of course, he joined Newcastle from Forest alongside Carl Darlow in 2015. The chance to potentially lead them out back in the Premier League for the first time in over 20-odd years, whatever it is. I mean, that's got to be a big draw, hasn't it? 
Yeah, if, if that opportunity presents itself. They're looking at several centre-backs. Will it be him and will it not be him? Footballers, there's not all this business of, you know, the family are settled in the northeast or I come from uh, Supermac from Fulham, so I want to sign for Fulham Football Club. Your career is short. You go to where you go. It doesn't matter. You know that when you retire, and by 35 you will be retired, then you can live with the family where you want to live. They will go on what is the best move for him. And if it's to stay here, it's to stay here in the way that Dwight Gale has without any first-team assurances. Dwight Gale's been more than happy until now to stay here, and maybe Lascelles will. But the interesting thing for me, getting back to what you said at the top of the programme, is the captaincy of Newcastle. A decision has got to be made by Eddie Howe. I hope he doesn't make the decision of just leave him as captain and fill in whenever he's not in the team with Shelby, with Trippier, with Byrne, with Callum Wilson, all of whom could skip it aside and then when he comes back in the game in the team for a game because of injuries he skip it again and then he goes out because the guy's the other guy's fit and he's not skip it again that is messy make a decision do not humiliate him make him club captain and make somebody else team captain um, and that is a way around what would be a mess because the only thing about him staying on is the fourth centre half is that you still haven't got rid of the captaincy situation. And that must be... And I think you can't ask somebody to be captain whenever he isn't in the team, which will be three quarters of the time, but to give it up for the other quarter when he is in as a standby. Um, how, do you, how do you treat that guy? The, some guy has got to be told, you're captain in Newcastle United this season, team captain, full point. We've mentioned how Lasalle has reacted to not being a regular, and we actually say, you know, it's it's the first time that he's not really been in the side. I've heard that say, say a few times. I've said that a few times. But when I was doing the research, he played twenty six Premier League games last season, which was more than he did the season before, and more than he did the season before that. So actually, it, you know, he, he's getting more game time than maybe um, we we remembered. But we've mentioned... But he won't now. He won't now, no. But we've mentioned how he's reacted to not being a, a first-team regular. How do you think he would react to effectively being stripped of the captaincy? Well, that's why I'm suggesting, rather than say, Jamal, you're not skipper, but you're staying, and Kieran Trippier, you are now skipper, you, you can be clever about it and say which is, I stress, is not unheard of in football clubs. You're the club captain and you're the team captain. I don't know about that, you know. I don't well, know how I'd I'm, feel about that. Sorry? I don't know if I was Lascelles how I'd feel about that. You know? Well, but what would you prefer? That your, your captaincy is taken off you completely? I, I sort of would, because I'd, I'd sort of feel like, all right, you're not good enough. Okay, to... in that case, we'll take it off you completely. I, I, but personally, me, I think that would be... I'd well, that's up that. to have a discussion with Jamal Lascelles and say, I would rather let you down and allow you your dignity and make you club captain. Or if he, if he happens to be you and say what you just but, said, but, well, that, no, I mean, that's great. You're not captain at all now, because you're happy with that. 
as happy as you can be. Mm. Um, because either way, it doesn't matter. The only idea of giving them club captain is to give them a sense of dignity and, and not just make him another. But he cannot stay as captain full The point. team, I get that. But I don't know if it does give you dignity. I just, I, well, for that's me, up to it, him, it, would not be, you. it would be like, you know, oh, you're not good enough to be in the starting eleven, so you're not captain. But you're good enough to do that job. No, no, I, I don't know. For me, not. But you know, well, like that's you say, up to the up individual, to, Andrew. Yeah. It's not you, and it's not me. It's up to what Jamal thinks of the whole thing. But the big thing, from my point of view, please do not leave him as captain for this coming season. And then we're playing Nottingham Forest on the opening day. He's sitting on the bench, and somebody else is captain. Because three games down the line, you get a couple of injuries, and suddenly he's back on the side for one game. He's captain for that mm. one game, and then you've got to go back to the bloke that you've just messed about yeah. and give him it back again. Not really, no, don't do that. Towards the end of last season, he did play quite a few times. He came um, on against Arsenal. Fabian Scher went off injured. He then started against Burnley. You know, he, he did very well in those two games. I think a little bit like Longstaff did, he kind of threw himself back into the picture whereas I think towards the end of last season people were saying well you know if someone does come in with a bid we'll we'll, we'll let him go the same with Longstaff do we really need need to sign a new contract but like I say LaSalle's like Longstaff I think did enough to to rewrite the question so to speak you know he came on against Arsenal he won 7 out of 7 aerial duels 2 clearances against Burnley 6 clearances and he won six out of eight of his duels. And I know you're not a man for stats, but I've just... I've That's just the centre-halves are supposed to do what? I'm, I'm just showing that he did a good job, John. Did he? Um, yes, I think I think he did. Okay. Quite, were you right. not impressed with him against Arsenal? I think he's a very good third-choice centre-half at the moment. At Newcastle United. But Everything... He, no! Did he do I'm enough? Not, did he do enough? To, I mean, where... So did instance, he do enough to, for what? So where were you in terms of his future before them kind of final two games when he when he started getting a bit of time my to where you are now? My situation hasn't changed whatsoever because I could see his pluses and I could see his minuses and they have not changed. And they don't at his age, you know. What you are is what you are. As long as you keep your enthusiasm, etc., uh, etc. Et what you're good at is what you're good at and what you're not is what you're not. And the situation with Newcastle is the minute they got new owners and the minute they got a new manager, you're looking at a different level. And everything's relative. And good players can be replaced by better players. I mean, if you remember in January, when Bruno was signed, he couldn't initially get into the team because Willick and Shelby alongside Joe Linton were playing so well. But we knew that when he did, he was better than Willock and Shelby, and he has proved to be. So, the, you know, if they were playing so well, Newcastle United quite rightly didn't say, well, we don't need a midfielder, we won't sign Bruno, because you can improve. Now, Dubrovka, he has been the undisputed goalkeeping king at Newcastle for seasons. 
he hasn't been challenged by Darlow or Woodman, not really. Darlow's got in when he's been injured or has got in and quickly got out again. He has been the undisputed king. But Newcastle United haven't said, well, that's it, he's the undisputed king, we don't need a goalkeeper. They're signing at this moment an England international goalkeeper because Nick Pope because that position can be improved. And believe you me, Nick Pope isn't going to come to Newcastle to sit on the subs bench. I mean, he has come to a new club because he wants to remain in the Premier League and go with England to Qatar. Now, if dropping into the Championship was going to reduce his chances of making the England World Cup squad, coming to Newcastle and sitting on the bench as cover for Dubrovka is going to kill his chances completely. Will he have made that point to... To how and to the new owners, you bet your life he will. And will he have received guarantees? He wouldn't have signed otherwise. So yes, the, the, it can be improved. If we are hoping to follow the blueprint, say, of Manchester City, who were overtaken and then uh, taken over and then went on to do what they do, initially... They had Joe Hart, the England goalkeeper. He was England's goalkeeper who helped them win the championship. Now, that is a pretty high standard. But Pep didn't think, I'm OK for a goalkeeper. He got a better one. With his, it's better with his feet. You, if you can replace Hart at Manchester City, if you can replace the three in midfield here for Bruno, and if you can say to Dubrovka, this guy I'm bringing in because he, he he could potentially be better and he's in the England squad, remember? Um, then you can replace Lascelles at centre-half. Well, I wrote this piece last week, actually, with Mane joining Bayern Munich from Liverpool. You look at what Liverpool have done in recent years, they've been ruthless, you know. They've, they've allowed good players to leave. And now All I know successful Castle, sides are ruthless. It's slightly different because you haven't got the best teams in the world coming for the likes of Lascelles and what have you. But... The, the, the point about being ruthless is very key there. We've seen Isaac Hayden leave Newcastle United. He is part of that group of players who you would have said were the spine over recent years. And I think the cells Spine of a very poor side. The cells fits into that, doesn't he? That, yes, that, he does. That, um, that, that, that group of players who have yes, been here for a long time, have been good servants. I mean, the cells has played over 200 games. He, he stayed with Newcastle. He led them back up into the, the Premier League. And he has been a very good servant. But at some point, Newcastle need to 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 be ruthless, and he's not going to be the only one who's going to end up, you know, not being pushed all. out. But I not don't think all. it's going to happen this summer. No, but he's going to be pushed out of the position. He's mm. not going to be pushed out of the club. Um, he is what he's had to get used to at the end of the last season has not been an automatic pick, and that's going to be intensified this summer if another centre-half comes in, which we fully expect. So he, he will not be pushed out of the club because he's got a terrific attitude, etc., etc. And he's got a, a ability. If he will sit as the fourth centre-half, or the third centre-half, if you want to say he can challenge Shaw, if he sits on the bench for the majority of the season and is willing to do that, because there's always games through injuries or suspensions, then that's fine. He won't be pushed out of the club, but he will be pushed out of the team. It's it's interesting presenting that kind of scenario where a player is happy to sit on the bench because some will listen to this and say, oh, you know, he's got no no ambition, no desire. He's quite happy to to, to take the paycheck. And I'm not saying that that is where LaSalle's mind sits. I'm saying that's what people say genuinely about players who like yeah. to sit on the bench. Yeah. The other side of the coin is, well, you say, well, actually, do you know what? He wants to play a part in this. He's been... 
a leader. He knows he's going to get games here and there. Maybe he's just looking for something else in his career where potentially first-team football isn't as big a priority at this stage in his career. I know he's only 28. You know what? And I want to say with this, with the absolute utmost utmost respect, because I've got respect for Lascelles the man and Lascelles that has been skipper of Newcastle. But I'm not much bothered about what Lascelles wants to do. I'm bothered about what Newcastle but, want to do. But does it take a character to sit there Who cares? throughout the season? And, and That's uh, up to him. That is up to him. At this stage of his career, as we have already said on this, he's got two choices. He either finds a new club and continues to be the uh, first-team regular, or he stays at Newcastle, sits on the bench and believes in himself, so fights to get back in the side. And you've only got two choices. Maybe, and sometimes it boils down to, do I want money or do I want... Game time. Yes, and and you will get game time elsewhere. But with the utmost respect, apart from teams that are fighting at the bottom of the Premier League, if he leaves, he'll leave for the Championship. Unless he leaves for a side down the bottom, like Burnley lose their two centre-halves, they take him, he's in the Championship, but or, or some side fourth bottom or fifth bottom. He's not going to get a club on the up like Newcastle at this stage of his life. That happened when he come from Nottingham Forest to us, and he survived during a period where we had very average players under Ashley. Um, but now he's got that decision to make. But what we're almost talking about the dog wagging the tail. I'm not much bothered about what happens to Lascelles when he's got a decision to make. Do I accept the club captaincy or the team captaincy? Do I, do I sit on the bench or do I look for a move? That's up to him. What's interesting me is what Newcastle United are trying to do, who are quite ruthless, say we need a second top goal scorer, a goalkeeper. We need a centre forward because Wilson doesn't play enough. We need a centre half to go alongside Byrne to make the team better and we needed Bruno, etc. What Newcastle are doing ought to be what concerns Newcastle fans, and it certainly is what concerns me, rather than what Jamal does now. With total respect to Jamal, he will make that decision and it will be the best decision for him. Do I sit on the bench or do I go to a new club? Newcastle's only decision was, do I sign a centre-half to go in with Byrne or not? And they've made it quite clear that Dan said that is yes, we do. And therefore, the one decision left to Eddie Howe is, if Jamal decides to stay, do I leave him in, as skipper in this messy situation, go for a compromise as club skipper, or just call it a day and appoint a new skipper? Club skipper, man. Club skipper. Right. We're moving on from, from that. It's just uh, um, That's your opinion. <laughs> uh you mentioned there you, you, you see the weaknesses and the strengths. Just talk us through what you think his, his main attributes are and then we'll, we'll get on to where you think his game lets him down. Well, it's very interesting because when he first came to Newcastle, his stock was high when he first came into the team. He's one of those guys that he strips well like Joe Linton. You know what I mean? When you look at him run out, he looks athletic. He, he's got a beautiful build, as Joe Linton has. Uh, he's tall, great build. He's light on his feet. He all, he's almost a prancer. 
isn't it? He almost runs on the top of the ground. Mm. You can imagine if it's muddy, he never sinks to the bottom of the mud. He runs on the top of the ground. Um, and early on, he was skipper. Benitez loved him, made him skipper, because in the dressing room, he wasn't afraid, as and he was a much younger man then, remember, and a much more inexperienced. For he a young man, how, how big of that responsibility is it? Because he was, what, he's 28 now, he's been here since 2015, so he's, I mean, what, he was... 2017 when he got captaincy was he 2016 17 so that's that's yeah. eight he, years he got captaincy he got captaincy because 22 uh, he was willing to talk to people in the dressing room he was willing to challenge senior players in the dressing room Benitez loved that and made him skipper he was tipped for England early on um, though how on earth that come about I'll never know um, but I mean he's got tremendous uh attributes that are best shown in an average side you know when Newcastle were an average side under Ashley under the managers that were there with restrictions placed upon them when he had a defense that was tight with with three centre-halves one on each side of him etc so he was nice and compact people couldn't run off his shoulder and expose him etc he looked a competent player in that sort of side sometimes you can get promoted beyond your natural ability into a better side and that's what's happened at Newcastle without him leaving the club the club has suddenly taken off its blinkers thrown them in the corner and is ambitious and that's something and that's what's wonderful about Dan Dan Byrne, his supposed partner. Dan Byrne was a terrific, honest to good, goodness, uh, English centre-back who was mainly defensive, mainly blood and thunder, and the thought was, could he step up into a club of Newcastle size and still do it, etc., etc. He's proved beautifully that he can. Uh, Lascelles... The problem Lascelles has got now, he doesn't like people running off the back of him. And and he can get exposed, especially in a four as opposed to a five. But he was more comfortable in a five where he could pull in two centre-halves, each side of him, onto his shoulders, leave no space. Right, the game's going to happen in front of me, I'm OK. In a four where the two centre-halves have got to split a little bit and people run off your shoulder, he's not great at that. Ironically, for a... For a a big tall guy and I always thought he jumps better in their penalty area than he does in ours he's terrific on corners for heading goals or having goal attempts at Newcastle much more confidently than where he heads in in the defensive penalty area where he can pop the ball just directly up in the air rather than power it away he's good attacking the ball in the opposition penalty area Um, not the greatest pace and I think you were talking what perhaps lets him down. He can't step out of the defence and use the ball well like Shaw. His passing ability on the ball is not good. And in the modern game, I mean, the game transcends, doesn't it? Once upon a time, a centre-half, say Frank Brennan, just had to boot the ball in the middle of next week uh, and probably boot the centre-forward with the ball. Um, those days have gone you've got to step out now with the ball and feel comfortable in the way that uh, uh, Philip Albert in the past has done and right away so Shaw can step out Shaw is number three instead of number four with Lascelles because he can step out the f- defence with the ball and look very comfortable 
Lascelles isn't comfortable in that situation. It's like goalkeepers, isn't it? Go, sorry, uh, goalkeepers were all about what sort of shot stopper were you? Did you collect the ball in your six-yard box in, in your penalty area comfortably? Now, after Liverpool and Man City goalkeepers, it's all about can you play in centre midfield as a goalkeeper? Mm -hmm. Have you got that sort of touch? The position changes. Lascelles isn't great at coming out with the ball. But we've seen Fabian Cher step up a level. And people that listen to this podcast know I was one of his biggest critics, but last season he improved drastically under Eddie Howe. He's got himself a new contract. So we have seen that improvement. Can the cells do that, or do you think he's reached his level? I think the age is at and everything, with respect to him, because he's got a terrific attitude and everything, I think he's, he's reached his level. And the people who have seen improvements in Joe Linton apart, and we know how spectacular that was, that's why we did him in the last of this series. Uh, people that have, have stepped up to the mark, like Cher, and got a new contract, like Kraft, etc., etc., they've improved beyond what we believed, but they're still not automatic first-teamers. They're still sitting on the bench. And I'm sorry, but apart from injuries and in a, a sudden lack of form by a player this coming season, Lascelles in the main is a sub. Hmm. I think that's everyone can agree with that. And in terms of the chase for a new centre-back, you know, Botman is top of their list. Of course, by the time this episode goes out, that deal may have been called off. We know Newcastle at this present time, which is June 23rd, are losing a little bit of patience with uh, with Lille over the, the deal. So it'll be interesting to see if that one happens. But, I mean, they're going for a totally different centre-back, aren't they? In yes. terms of, you know... The, the, the centre-backs are targeted and are totally different in terms of what Lascelles does. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, they're going for the young footballer as opposed to the young defender. That His all-round game is better than what used to be the identical picture of a centre-half. Um, yeah, and I mean, the interesting thing is the patience shown by these... Um, owners has been huge in the case of the the two guys playing in France Botman and the centre forward um, the patience with because these were scouted at the end of last year and, and negotiations have been going on from January to sign these two players and you know we got that famous line patience is a virtue that, that, that was said and um, Newcastle United's owners know all about patience. How long did they have to wait to, to take over the club? They showed immense patience then, and they're showing immense patience now with these two people. But I would suggest the patience only lasts so long mm. because it's okay at the moment. We've got all of July and all of August to sign players, but the, the longer things drift on, then if you're suddenly, you know, with two weeks, the final two weeks of August and, and deals collapse, have you got much time to go down Plan B and Plan C? Um, so you can. It's a. It's a tricky. It's a tricky business. And um, Botman. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I've just been frustrated because without knowing the inside, if anything. And by the way, nobody does. When I include the media as well as the fans, nobody does because nobody is speaking on record. And the media, all of us, and I include television and radio as well as the written press, 
or fed lines either from agents or from within the club but nobody's sticking that reputation on so we don't know but I get this uneasy feeling that Botman comes to us if AC Milan can't get him that he's he's hanging on for them hmm. because the the champions of Italy they've got Champions League there's a complication there because they're in the middle of a takeover don't we know all about that ourselves um, but you know yeah, so how long's a piece of string Um but we'll wait and see. But I would be staggered if 11 o'clock comes on September the 1st and Newcastle haven't bought a centre-half. Hmm. I'd be staggered if we get to August the 6th, to be fair, and Newcastle haven't bought a centre-half. I hope by that time they've done most of their business. Let's talk briefly about Lascelles' attributes as a captain. He has captain aside for a very long time. I think fans first noticed him, his passion and, and his leadership before he was handed the captaincy, and that's when Newcastle were defeated Everton if we remember down at Goodison Park and he got sent off didn't he and as he walked off he shouted no one uh, no one cares or something along those lines and I think when that, that came out players uh, fans kind of went okay there is maybe someone in the dressing room who who does care as much as we do about this club and from the season afterwards captain led Newcastle back up to the, to the, to the Premier League and since then he's just been I think a, a good captain I mean it's ironic John that um, last week we released a two-part yeah. special on Newcastle's greatest ever captains where you picked your top 10. If you haven't listened to that, guys, go and do so and then you have the chance to, to reorder John's top 10 list. Um, now, Lascelles isn't in that list. Not. But how would you rate his time as captain? Well, I mean, in fairness, he's not in that list because Newcastle have existed for almost 130 years and he certainly doesn't get in the top 10 in that 130 years. There's far too much competition for the sales to be seen as a top skipper because a top skipper is all also somebody that's on the top of his game because you know whether you're Shearer whether you're Monker whether you're Harvey uh, whether you're Jimmy Schooler whoever you are you're on the top of your game and then in that reassurance position if I know what I'm doing uh, if you're fighting to stay in the team if you're fighting to, you, you know and then you start wallocking I mean you know can you imagine next season if, if Lascelles is captain when he comes in to the first team as he will do at some stage through injuries or suspension and he starts wallocking somebody as captain and they turn around and say oh you talking to you can't even get in this team regularly it's difficult it is difficult and he's done an honest job for Newcastle Benitez was convinced he was the best man for the job and he was at the time no question about that because Newcastle had average players and no leaders and hadn't the togetherness to have now and needed that and he stood out like a Belisha Beacon as the right man for the job. Newcastle have got several people that could do the, the captain's job now that are beyond uh, just Lascelles and Shelby who were the two in the Ashley era, who would skip the side? You can go Kieran Trippier now. You could go um, Bruno now. You could go Burn now. Uh, Callum Wilson's captain the side last season under Howe. There's a lot more competition within the club to be skipping now. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. I mentioned earlier in the show, I spoke to Lascelles a, a few months back, and he was asked about the new leaders who came in in January. So the likes of Dan Byrne, Matt Target, Bruno Gomes, and of course, Kieran Trippier. And he said on that, he said, it's just made my job so much easier. There have been times here 
years here when I found it difficult trying to keep the dressing room together, keep relationships, keep things positive. But now when you've got five or six or seven players all doing that, it just makes my job so much easier. A lot of the stuff I do isn't necessarily on the pitch at St. James's. It's on the training ground. You look at the bigger teams back in the day, they have a group of players. You look at my United, they have a group of players, of talents, I guess. I think we've got that at the minute. Like leadership group, I think that's a really good thing for the team. I guess, actually, the thing to pick out there is where he says it's not necessarily on the pitch that he does most of the work. So that would maybe Make, go into the role of club captain. Without a shadow of doubt. Uh, without a shadow of doubt. Because if the role is taken seriously by Lascelles and by Howe, Howe has a great ability to make you buy in to what he wants to do. And he could work alongside a club captain whereby he would be absolutely invaluable. I tell you what, it's not necessarily the ideal thing, but I would, looking at it from Newcastle's point of view, not from Lascelles' point of view, I would prefer that with all the clarity that brings and with all the clout and dignity it gives them from Monday to Friday and on Saturday, but Monday to Friday in particular, I would rather have that than this horrifying idea that we just do the captaincy almost match by match next season, depending on whether Lascelles is inside or not. I find that totally unacceptable mm. um, because that doesn't produce any clarity. And the guy that captains aside when Lascelles is not in it, where's that leave him? Is he the captain or is he not the captain? Is he the vice captain to Lascelles who does it, even if, if, if he's doing it three quarters of the time? Or not. Mm. I think that is unsatisfactory. So just in case listeners are confused, John wants some clarity on the captaincy. I think we've made that quite clear. <laughs> Without a shadow of doubt, but it's, it's the only decision left, Andrew. Mm. The decision's been made on Lascelles. He isn't the first automatic first-teamer. So the only decision left is do you strip him of the captaincy, give him the club captaincy, and appoint a new captain, or do you mess about? What, what do you make of those those quotes where he says, you know, there have been times here where I've found it difficult trying to keep the dressing room together. Is that just a sign of the times under Mike Ashley where there was always things yes, going wrong? That, I mean, that was, the, that was the reason for it. Under Mike Ashley, you see, and, and he's talked about, and now we've got several captains, regardless of the on-band, several leaders in the team. That is also true. But... That happens when you've got a good atmosphere and are an ambitious club. Newcastle were a stagnating club when Lascelles was there, and therefore we, when Lascelles was first made captain, and therefore we needed him to rollock a few people, to talk to a few people, to try to pull people together, etc., etc., because it was stagnating. And when it stagnates, you get people mumbling in corners and complaining and doing... It, it creates that sort of atmosphere. This club is not stagnating now. It's progressive. It's offensive. It's on the up and up. There's smiles on faces. Leaders will come out the woodwork in that situation because it's a different kettle of fish. It is easier to captain this Newcastle United than it was to Captain Ashley's Newcastle United without his shadow. Unfortunate, by the way, that he mentioned Manchester United there as his possible example of having several leaders. If there's anything they don't have, it's leaders. <laughs> but I guess the fact what you've just mentioned there that you know it's easier to captain this side than it was the Mike Ashley Newcastle United, it's just another reason why Lascelles deserves a lot of praise for the years as captain. Oh, sure. Uh, there's no question. Uh, everything's relative, isn't it? You know, you, you you can look back and say 
that Solomon Rondon was a great centre forward for Newcastle, pulled us out the claggy, the time under under Benitez, scored a few goals, etc., etc. But if you're going to get right up the league now, Newcastle United have gone beyond Solomon Rondon. And people fit into eras, fit into teams, fit into circumstances. And Lascelles was right as skipper for that Newcastle United situation. In some ways, it was perfect because as much, not so much for on the field, but for off the field. But we've now moved on and we're going to the next step and it can be a different ballgame. Mm, most certainly. I mean, just to, just to finish off then, John, I think we'll, we'll just sum up Lascelles' time at Newcastle United, we're not saying it's necessarily going to come to an not end um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the months to come. But how would you sum up his time at Newcastle United? He was the right man at the right time. Uh, when he came to Newcastle, both as a centre-half and as a skipper, in a very uh, straight-jacketed era, under Ashley, he was the right man at the right time. The question now got to be asked, is he the right man still at the right time? And perhaps the answer is no, with utmost respect to him. I don't think he'll probably leave the club. I, I think that Eddie Howe will keep him here and try to sell to him. You be our backup. You will get opportunities. Circumstances always create that situation. And I've got a feeling that he would be happy to do that outside of a club like you said, Forrest, that means something to him coming and suddenly presenting them with a different opportunity. That can change things. But in the main, I think... And the wonderful thing about that is I don't think Lascelles would have a pet lip on if he stayed. If St Maximum stayed, for example, and he wasn't in the first team and he was a fourth-choice winger, I think he would have a pet lip on and could be possibly disruptive. That would not be the case with Lascelles. So I think he would probably stay at Newcastle. But the days where he's the number one dog, as everybody's days go by, everybody's days go by, um, I think those days have gone. Certainly going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. This has been the Everything is Black and White podcast, the mini-series Let's Talk About. I've been Andrew Musgrove, joined by John Gibson. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news.